This is Deadly Choices Radio, a show dedicated to discussing and educating all health matters and making deadly choices. Health from our mob to our mob for all our mob. All the latest DC news and events. Good health for all our mob. This is Deadly Choices Radio. Hey mob, welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. Brooke Carson with you for the very first episode of 2023. Before we kick off this jam-packed episode, I'd like to acknowledge our elders, past and present. I'd like to acknowledge the country I am broadcasting from today and the country you're listening from. So let's get into Deadly Choices Radio. To kickstart 2023, I have Dave from our Deadly Choices Fit team to yarn with us today about New Year resolutions and how to keep our mind and bodies healthy leading into the new year. I have our Deadly Choices ambassador here today, Talisha Harden. We're finally able to catch up following her time over in the UK representing Australia in the Women's Rugby League World Cup with great success. This episode will cover all things Murray vs Curry, a day full of footy coming up this weekend if you weren't aware, and we'll have Talisha share her input on this huge and exciting event. But before we put the spotlight on DC Fit with Dave, first some background on Murray vs Curry um, coming up this weekend. So it's been seven years since the winners of the Open Men's and Women's competitions at the Queensland Murray Carnival and Koori Knockout have faced off for national supremacy. So there's anticipation of state of origin intensity associated with this weekend's interstate challenge. For the first time, the event will also feature an undercard of epic proportions with New South Wales Koori under-17 boys and under-17 girls teams selected from the 2022 Koori Knockout. The Couriers will take on the Queensland Murray teams, selected from players who competed in the boys under 16 and girls under 17 competitions at last year's QMC. So this weekend will take place at Bill Norris Oval at Bean Lee. Um, it is a ticketed event, so for more info, head to Murray Carnival, uh, ABF slash DC, um, or facebook.com, ABF Queensland Murray Carnival. So now on the show, we'll be yarning with EJ, the manager of Arab United. EJ, welcome to the show. Could you please introduce yourself and your team? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is EJ Ware uh, from Cairns, but originally from Donnelly Island. Um, so our team is Arab United. Awesome. Arab United is from Donnelly Island. Um, yeah, that's us. Cool. And can you tell us a bit about your mob and who you're representing? Okay, so we're, our team is made up of um, players who have, um, you know, their family roots or bloodlines to to Donnelly Island. Um, Arab is is Donnelly Island, so um, yeah, we're we're playing the players who are playing. We're just boys or men from Donnelly Island representing um, yeah, everyone from Donnelly Island, whether they live on the island different islands, the Torres Strait, or on the mainland and across Australia. Yeah. And with this weekend coming up, can you tell us what you're most excited for um, with your team and yourself as well? Uh, just the whole experience of getting being able to play in this game. Um, over the years, I've watched um, a lot of other teams participate at this, this game here, especially Badu Island, and uh, I never thought the years down the track that we would be competing in this game. But, um, yeah, just the experience of it. And um, we, we are missing a few 
players this game. Um, obviously, they're away with preseason and uh, NRL and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just keen to see the young guys that we bring through come and play this weekend and see how they go on the on the big stage, sort of thing. Yeah, awesome. And it's a huge day for so many. So can you tell us why this isn't so important for our community to come together like this? Ah, uh, definitely. Um, I think perfect example is. Uh, a few weeks ago, we got a message um, from one of the sisters down there, Karina, um, down in, in, in Brisbane there, and she organised for all the uh, Torres Strait community of Brisbane to come together uh, to practice island dancing, to perform on the day. Um, wow. So it wasn't just, you know, um, representing Arab Island, but it was all islands coming together um, just to support a team that's from Torres Strait. Um, yeah, and that, that really inspired me that everyone came together and um, was able to, you know, sort of put their differences aside and just come practice island dance and come and support us on the day, which is really good. Yeah, awesome. It sounds like it's going to be a very wholesome day and for community as well. It's so important to get out and around and expose our young ones too, I think, to this um, huge community event. Can you talk to us a bit about yeah. the talent on your team as well? Is there anyone we should be looking out for on the day who's going to tear up the field? Um, you know, this great opportunity is for them. So who should we be looking for? Uh, there's a few old names there, like you got your Bradley Stephen and Tibau Stephen, uh, Morris Hodges. But I think um, the main, like, you know, one who always wears his heart on his sleeve is Joshua Mene and uh, Edward Mills. They always lead from the front and um, they don't they don't talk much, but they just let the actions do the speaking. Yeah, nice. Definitely some leadership there I think we can all look out for and it'll be great to see this talent on the field. But before I let you go, yeah. do you want to share the details around your team, game time and um, what we should be expecting? Yeah, so we leave Cairns about 9.30 Friday morning. Um, we arrive there around lunchtime and then we have... Uh, one of our traditions is we always have like a feasting and blessing of our jerseys and stuff. So that'll, that'll happen Friday night. Uh, we'll all come together, share a meal with family members from down Brisbane area. Um, yeah, just catch up with all the family, the mob there. And then um, Saturday, I think the welcoming, the opening is at 9.30. So we'll head down to that and then uh, watch a few games. And then we run out at 6.30. Saturday yes. afternoon. It'll be a big full day for you guys, um, but what a weekend and what a day of community and culture as well. Yeah, and I just want to thank um, all the people behind the scenes. I know um, I always put a team together every year for a carnival, but something on this level, I can't imagine, you know, all the um, <laughs> stress that they might be going through, but at the end of the day, I hope it's um, you know it's worth it and I hope they achieve what they set out to achieve and I just want to thank them for this opportunity. Yeah, awesome. And I think um, you all can be proud as well. You're representing your mob, you're coming down and you're showing the young ones too what they can do as well and just immersing themselves in culture. Yeah, that's it. And I want to thank you know all our um, supporters. I know there's a fair few that have booked their own flights and driving down from Cairns and on the train, buses. Um, so they're all travelling far and wide to come and watch this game and be a part of the day. So I want to thank each and every one of those people that are traveling and 
wish them safe travels there and back home. So thank you, Zor. Yeah, amazing. It seems like so much support will be there. It's going to be a huge day for all the mob. Um, make sure you get yourself down there this weekend at Beanley um, and watch the Marvi Curry. Thank you so much for coming on the show, EJ, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, good luck to um, NAB. Thank you for this weekend, and I uh, will see you down there. Thanks, EJ. Let's head to a short break, and I'll be back with you and Dave from DC Fit. Hello? Our Moblink team are working hard to keep our people connected and cared for. The team can help you with connecting you to COVID care, linking you to health services and social services, and connecting you to support for mob affected by hardship. Moblink is available seven days a week from 7am to 7pm and is staffed by a deadly team of intake officers, nurses, doctors and social workers from across South East Queensland. If you need assistance or support, contact Moblink on 1800 254 354. A message from the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. Station sponsor. Real life perspectives. From our mob to our mob. Choosing activities that you enjoy mean you will be more likely to keep them up. Motivate and encourage your friends and family by being active together or in a group. This is Deadly Choices Radio. Real life perspectives. Welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. Welcome to the show, Dave. Could you introduce yourself and your role at Deadly Choices? Uh, so my name's Dave McLaughlin. I've been part of Deadly Choices for about uh, five years now, and I'm an exerciser physiologist, and I look after the uh, DC Fit program, which is our all of our physical activity programs that, that our Deadly Choices um, is involved with. And so let us know a bit about DC Fit and what it is. Yeah, perfect. So DC Fit is a, a predominantly a group exercise, a physical activity program uh, that we're running across a few different age ranges. Uh, so we're working on on some kindergarten sort of programs, so teaching the young ones how to catch and throw. So we've teamed up with Deadly Kindies a few times there. Uh, we go into primary schools and we do a variation of different uh, physical activity programs there. So we've done like some touch, uh, some touch football clinics and just some general like our games and, and just about getting the kids moving because that's what it's all about. Into high schools are pretty similar stuff, so sort of moving into also like some boot camp sort of group fitness stuff as well as some sports-specific activities. And then we go into community uh, community programs and community groups where we look after, like we've got some mums and bubs stuff, we've got like runners and walkers groups of, um, in a few locations as well as like your group fitness, your boot camp sort of stuff as well. And then we also are working on some elders exercise programs too. So like are really focusing on just some general activity. So we've got some elders doing some walking groups and stuff in the gym and some balance work. So really looking after all of our, our different our major ranges of the mob out there. Yeah, wow. So it seems like you've got every base covered pretty much there. And how can mob get involved and be a part of this program from schools to just normal everyday running groups and stuff like that? Yep. So uh, what we're really trying to focus on at the moment is uh, listening uh, to what the community wants and then also uh, utilising our skills of our program officers uh, that we've got in um, each of our local areas. So that as a lot of you guys know, like we do have a really young workforce here at Deadly Choices and we've got like like some really good athletes uh, that we're are really trying to, to upskill them into being able uh, to deliver programs that they're really passionate about. So if we've got a high school or a primary school that we want to get involved, um, uh, what I'd encourage the other school or the parents to do um, is to reach out um, is to reach out to Deadly Choices and to make contact with us if, if we're already not in contact with the schools as well and just hit us up, 
up and say, look, we've, uh, we'd really love to have the physical activity program there. If you're looking for a general community program, uh, what I recommend you do is to jump onto the Deadly Choices uh, website and we've got all of our different uh, program locations. So we go um, all the way uh, down from uh, Gold Coast where we've got the Calvin team up through Southeast Queensland. We've got some stuff out in, um, I'm out in Kunnamulla, uh, so with the Cache team up uh, and then going up the coast, we've got um, Harvey Bay, Rocky and Townsville, all, all those regions, and then working our way up into Cairns as well. So uh, so we are covering a lot of the uh, footprint across the state, but yeah, there's always um, uh, more opportunities um, if the community does need the programs. Yeah, nice. And on that, are you looking to expand further as well? Is there any plans for the future to go out further? Um, we're always looking to... to uh, further establish our footprint uh, definitely so that if there is um, opportunities within our current regions that we are engaged with uh, we'd always love to be able, able to deliver more programs and then to be able to to uh, create different variations of those programs as well so what we really want to do is just to make sure that we're delivering a good program but it's about what the community wants as well so that if there's uh, something going on uh, whether you've got murray carnival coming up or you've got a different um like you've got like a fun run, I mean, 10 weeks, are reaching out to Deadly Choices and say, hey, look, we've got this a group of young guys or young girls or or we've got like a couple of families that we'd uh, love to get involved with and then we can potentially sort of uh, start tailing a program around around those uh, demographics as well. Yeah, nice. And can you tell us a bit about why this initiative was created for MOB? Yep. Uh, so what we did, we listened to some of our community uh, surveys about uh, five years ago, like I said, and, and one of the major uh, missing points in terms of, of uh, what was out there for MOB uh, was a free physical activity program. As you know, if you go to some of the gyms, like, like our memberships range from anywhere from like our $10 a week up to like I'm over $100 a week. And, and for some people, that's just not affordable. And then you've also got the childcare um, um, aspect it's also not always in a in a suitable location as well and there's all these different barriers uh, so what we did is we start to look at all right uh, what are the main barriers that are stopping mob from being physically active and then like all right um uh, what are we going to do to put that in place uh, so our program's free of charge we always try to have it i'm um, in a spot which is going to be um easy to get to uh, so looking at like the public transport schedules and the and the stops and that sort of stuff also putting them um, if we're going to do a program after school we like it to be a uh, pretty close to school finishing so that then our parents can also come and be involved in the program and you've also got the kids there as well uh, so just looking at what the barriers were and then and then and then are trying to really make sure that we were um, hitting those barriers. And one of the main things we do too is it's a program which is which is uh, run by our young Indigenous our staff uh, for our young Indigenous community as well. So it's it's mob training mob. Yeah, definitely. It sounds really amazing. It's definitely catered for mob, I think, as well. It's a really important thing. Can you tell us a little bit about mob that have benefited from this program and what benefits you have seen within community? Yep. Uh, so like I said, we've been running for about... Uh, about uh, uh, four years probably of the program actually running so it took us a while to get started and then we've had COVID and we've had other uh, Queensland weather is always a bit of yeah, a challenge as well a few setbacks <laughs> yep absolutely so we've been uh, two steps forward one step back for a bit of the time but like you always learn from these challenges and we make the program stronger uh, through that as well uh, but but are some of the main improvements that we've really noticed like have been um, are mental health related. So uh, mobs are confidence, uh, their knowledge of, of um, exercise and the, and the right are uh, deadly choices to make as well. Uh, so that's been some of our really big improvements. Also, 
our social connectedness of the of the participants of the group that have been coming in us like a lot of the times people might be are very intimidated about walking into a gym you've got all, all the big fellas in the corner groaning and you've got other people doing other stuff and and it is a really intimidating space uh, so just being able to create a program which is uh, predominantly aimed at those who are just getting started in their physical activity journey and sort of watching those are uh, those community groups come together and then really form a strong bond and then they then continue on after the program's finished and then they support each other by uh, by training together back in the gym or doing other stuff as well so that's been uh, uh, been really cool to see like across the board so we've had some great results there and then we've also seen some of the physical changes as well uh, so uh, like i said it's for people who have never been physically active in the past is like all right like what have i got to do to get started i come through to dc fit and we teach you the right techniques uh, so we teach you how to do a squat like how to do a push-up um how to do a plank or like or just um how to structure going for a walk for the first time as well it might just be going for like a five minute walk with your cousin or your or your auntie or your dog and then we'll sort of guide you through that process of then being able to um over a couple months building it up to an hour or like a 90 minute walk or whatever you want to do uh, the program is really going to be targeted around your goals as well yeah definitely i think it sounds a bit like starting small and then picking it up and working with yourself and knowing yourself as well to get to those goals and setting goals as well i know my mum um, she has a walking group at bramble bay and she did a dc fit program with them and they just loved it and they got all the gear as well after yeah. it so there's those incentives too but definitely it's so important to get mob out there and fit and just doing the little things as well and learning how to stay fit and learning the techniques and stuff because i find that's a lot of the issue is people don't know how to actually like, do things properly things they need to be taught 100% and like, that's where we find people getting are getting injured as well like is they might go and see a personal trainer you might see one session or you go and get a program written for you and then you're left on your own yeah. and so that's what we've really noticed and what we try to avoid is that all of our stuff's group based so that we've always got our facilitators there and so we've and then I'm all of our staff who are who are in who are leading the program uh, are cert three and cert four in fitness are qualified and then have also done a lot of of intensive in-house our deadly choices training as well so like our, our facilitators are really good and they know what they're looking for as well so about i mean if someone's not confident all right um how do we create a space where we are going to bring them in and make sure they're confident if they do have an injury they've got a sore back or they've or they've um, hurt their knee playing footy or or they've done an ankle playing netball or like whatever it is is that we've actually trained up our staff to be able to then modify the exercises. Like I said, it's all group-based, but we still want everyone to be involved in the program. So if you do have an injury and you are and you are feeling capable of coming, definitely come down and we can make those modifications for you as well. Yeah, that's so important as well. I think to build those connections too, that someone is looking out for you and someone does want to help you as well. But on DC Fit, what's new and exciting coming up? Um, so like I, like I touched on before, we are, are really working on uh, creating our, our elders program at the moment. Uh, so we've called that one DC Move because it's just all about moving. Uh, so it doesn't matter what type of movement we're going to be doing with the elders. It's just about making sure they're getting up and they're doing something. Uh, so, I, so I mentioned before, we've done like some walking groups uh, with some of our elders. Uh, we've also got uh, like a few programs where we take them into the gyms as well. And so we teach them um, all of the safe techniques about about um, how to do like the bench press. We've got Arnie's who are doing um, a 70 kilo deadlifts and that sort of stuff. And at the, at the start of the program, they've never done a deadlift before. And so they've been with us for yeah. about about nine months, uh, this particular Arnie, and just to see the confidence uh, that she's then got uh, from being 
able to do some of these exercises as well. And then we've got people who aren't part of the program are coming up to her and talking to her about like the journey that she's been on and they've watched her and everything else. And and then after she finishes yarning to like other community members, she comes back and just a smile on her face. So like it's really important just to see those changes as well. So like we've got the physical, we've also got the social and then the mental connectedness of these programs. But the elders program is that something that we're really working on at the moment. Yeah, I think it's so important, like you said, for other people to see it as well, because that's always going to motivate mob too. To, if they can see someone, especially like an auntie, going out there and pushing her limits and going out of her comfort zone to make herself feel better, then other people are going to want to like follow. Yeah, you know, and it's so important. A hundred percent. So it's just about motivating each other. Like, and we've got some of the young ones are watching auntie and uncle doing that sort of stuff. Like you said, we got the runners and walkers groups as well. So like we did some stuff with the Bamble Bray, um, our runners and walkers. And I think that they've got age groups of like, they've got teenagers all the way through to like yeah. like your mum's age and then probably like Nana's age as well. So we've got like a really big range all all in the same group. And so the facilitators we've had there have done a real good job of being able to provide like a very similar program, but for people who are, are 15 years old and some like really are like elite level runners, I'm um, all the way through to people who are just walking 5Ks at the fun runs and that sort of stuff. So being able to make sure that everyone's included has and been really cool. I think it gives back too because I know after the Bramble Bay group did it, all the facilitators came back and started to just be a part of the running walking group. So it kind of worked out both ways and benefited both aspects because now there's those guys that are working for DC coming to go for their walks amongst community as well because they found this group that they helped and encouraged to and now they want to give back and be part of it. Yeah, exactly. So it's all just about being part of that community sort of vibe, yeah, yeah, which exactly. is really good. And the other thing like we've been working on too as well is really trying to make sure if we do have like a, a, like a Murray Carnival team coming up or we've got like a local touch tournament as well and you want to mentor a team but your team's not really confident or isn't quite fit enough because we haven't uh, done much in that space, is to reach out to DC like in your local area and say, all right, like I want some of your program officers to come down and support us with our Murray Carnival, like like our training routines or the touch carnival or we're doing some basketball stuff in some other regions as well. And and then what we can do is that we can um, actually write up like a, a six or an eight or a 10-week program um, aimed at your age groups and your abilities and your and your confidence levels and that sort of stuff. And then we can actually deliver those programs um, to those local community groups in the lead up to some of these like big sporting events too. So, and that's something that we've really tried to tailor around is just looking at, all right, what's coming up in our local calendars? And then, and then um, how can we provide programs to the community for that as well? Yeah, wow. So there's so many opportunities to be involved with DC Fit and to get their help and just be amongst it. Um, so we'll move on to New Year's resolutions. What can Mob focus on for 2023? Yeah, I think it's really um, important with this and that uh, what we see is is every year, especially in the fitness industry, people come in and they've got the biggest, craziest ideas from, uh, they've seen something on Instagram or social media or TikTok or whatever it is. And like, yeah, that, uh, that's what I want. And then they, and they work at it for two weeks and it's like, oh, okay, okay, this is actually pretty hard. And then it drops away. Yeah. And... And like gyms are essentially funded through ghost memberships. Uh, people sign up at the start of the year and then come the end of January, like like a fifty percent of those people aren't coming back, but they signed a twelve month contract. And then so that's how those businesses are stay alive a lot of the time. Now that's the last thing that we want is uh, we actually want our community uh, to be able to uh, to establish a a goal which is going to be actually achievable, are still challenging, absolutely challenging, but still achievable, and also something which is really relevant to them. It, 
it might not be always just about body figure and the way we look in the mirror, but I like to think about uh, what's actually something's going to be practical. Uh, can I walk to the top of the stairs without my back hurting? Uh, can I carry both of my kids around the backyard without my arms getting tired for more than two minutes? Uh, so about what, uh, what's going to make a different, like a difference in my life and actually starting to set some goals around that because that's actually what's going to make me happier at, at the end of the day. So being able to play around with the kids or, to, or, or do something or just to go and walk around a golf. In, I mean, instead of driving the cart with the boys, actually getting out and walking the nine or the 18 holes. So, so actually trying to make something which is going to be um, a really relevant to you, or something which is going to make your life easier and better, but then also something which is going to bring joy. So they're probably my two, I mean, my three main tips about, about when you're thinking about a New Year's resolution and making sure like you're ticking those boxes and then you're going to be much more likely to achieve it. Yeah, definitely. That's some really great advice, I think, for Mob to take on because I think that is, like you said, the main kind of for that happens is that people just jump into these things that they see online and then it turns out to just not be realistic, really. But do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Um, I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old, so it's just being able to be present for them. So as long as, as I'm there and I'm playing and we're, and we're doing lots of fun stuff, so I don't generally have a New Year's resolution, uh, but the main thing that I want to try to teach, especially my three-year-old, is to do dangerous stuff safely. That's pretty much my <laughs> motto at home. Like he climbs up fences, he climbs up trees, and my wife comes out, she's like, are yelling, like, what, like what's he doing? And then I'm like, no, nah, like I'm teaching him how to do it safely, like safe-ish because like our kids are kids, they're going to hurt themselves. Yeah. But... I want to be able to teach him to be able to climb the trees or to climb out our front gate, which is about eight foot tall. And he climbs up to the top of that like every time he hears a truck because he loves watching trucks. And then it's like I've actually now taught him um, how to climb back down because in the past he'd get to the top and he'd love it, but he didn't know how to get down. And so it's just about teaching him um, how to do uh, dangerous stuff safely. That's a bit cute. I like that though. I've never heard that before, but I think that's so... Uh, that's so important as well because kids will just be kids and I think it's important for them to be out there and experience these things but then I think kids as well at these days are so distracted by technology as well so if they have the power or they can go out there and do these things it's so important to encourage it yeah, exactly well. and so I take Archie to like the gym and that sort of stuff with me as well so he's always around this sort of environment and, and teaching him how to do stuff uh, the other day I was doing I was doing some back squats. I had like 100 kilos on the bar. And then all of a sudden, Archie walks up to me with like a bit of PVC pipe and starts hitting me like across the back <laughs> of the legs. I definitely not recommended, but he's just been exposed to like being outside, being healthy and, and doing these sorts of things. So we're always just trying to set like a positive example for him. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, And that's probably my number one um, a resolution is to make sure that we're always setting a positive example for our young ones. Nice. And... Pretty similar, but what is your deadly choice before we go? Oh, that's a, probably a tough one, I reckon. Uh, so my deadly choice this uh, for this week is to going is is to be limiting my screen time on my phone. Oh, nice. Uh, so I had a big yeah. discussion with, uh, with my wife about it the other day, and we compared screen times, and they're like, "Yeah, these are starting to creep back up again." Yeah. And so we're just trying to remove that. Uh, so when we're with the kids, we're with the kids. We're not like keeping an eye on them, but but just uh, scrolling mindlessly. So. So being involved in their day-to-day activities a bit more and then just trying to limit that screen time is going to be like our deadly choice for the week. I really like that one. I find, especially in holidays, it does creep up a bit, I think, because there's that little bit extra free time. So you're just like, what can I do with it but sit on my phone? Yep, exactly. So that's a good one. I'm going to take that one too. I've tried to set in the 
um, timers that you can have on apps. Yeah. You know that? You can have like a limited time on each app and then your phone will tell you to hop off. And so what happens if you reach your half an hour of Instagram? Are you you able to get back on it again or it just shuts it off for the day? You can like override it. So a lot of people put it up and they don't follow it through (laughs) because they can click a button and it will go away. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Yeah, it's kind of that in your face, okay, time to hop off. Yeah. So yeah. And has that worked for you so far? I haven't done it yet this week. All right, next week we'll check in. Yeah, we'll check in, (laughs) see how it's going. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on today, Dave. Perfect. Uh, uh, thanks very much for having us, guys. And, and like I said, just just I uh, reach out to Deadly Choices or to jump online to the DC uh, um, uh, website and just have a look for the uh, DC Fit programs in your local area. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll be back with Talisha Harden after this break. Dancing the night away. You're sure to send me
DC clinics from the tip of the Torres Strait to the border of the Bundjalung people in Coolangatta. Talisha, welcome back to Deadly Choices Radio. Who's your mob and where are you from? Hey, sis. So all my mob is uh, up on the Torres Strait Island, so Bardu Island, uh, Argon Clan woman. So yeah, thanks for having me back, sis. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, how was your New Year and your Christmas break? Oh, really low-key. Um, it was nice to have a bit of time with family and disappear for a bit, go down to the beach and just relax. Um, ended up having a really busy um, November and early December period with the World Cup. So once I got back to Australia, it was really good to just relax and chill and have a bit of family time. Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine the highs of being at the World Cup. We'll talk a bit about that. So the experience, can you let us in on what it was like for you and the team? Yeah, it was amazing. It was so busy um, as well. Like we kind of left for camp um, mid through, oh gosh, it was almost the beginning of November where we kind of went into into camp and started playing and 
um, we were overseas in England all of all of November, and yeah, just kind of lived that tour life where you you get up, you have brekkie, you train in the morning, do a bit of gym, come back in the afternoon, relax, and then you have team commitments at night. And then um, once we got into playing and everything, it just went so quickly. Uh, but it was great to get a win with the girls and um, come home as world champions. Yeah, it was insane. We all were cheering for you here. We're so proud of all of you, um, and it was amazing to watch. And I think. Like going back on it too, it was just the excitement around the games. I had my little brother getting up at like 5am and 4am to watch all the games. He was so excited. I think the culture around it was just really nice and to be able to do that and watch you guys and watch you guys succeed as well. I just think it's amazing for the women's game too. And like, what do you think this win does for Women's Rugby League? Oh, I think it's massive. Um, especially for the game moving forward, um, especially with the Australian team. Like, we've only really started winning in the last kind of uh, 10 to 12 years. A long time before that, the New Zealand uh, women's team were dominant and, um, you know, it was great as well for us to get the win um, over them in the in the World Cup because it kind of, you know, it pushes forward that Australian Rugby League is doing really well and the girls are doing really well. But, um, you know, it was great as well to have, that rivalry with the Kiwis, you know, they're such a good team and um, great to also play against other nations. And it shows that, you know, even for um, girls who are representing those other countries, that there are pathways available. And yeah, it's, it's such a, a, a bigger sport than just in Australia now that like there are lots of women playing rugby league in different countries. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And like you said, it opens those doors, I think, for younger girls to see as well they can represent their country and how far they can make it. Um, and have these experiences to go over to the UK and do what you guys did is just amazing. Um, now on to, though, the All-Stars coming up. How exciting is this game and what are you most excited for? Oh, I think it's um, it's one of those ones is that, you know, it pops up once a year, but um, it's one of the biggest events on the calendar. Like, it's something that the whole community enjoys and to have the game based in New Zealand this year in Rotorua will be pretty pretty special it's the first time it's been played um you know in New Zealand so uh, it'll be great as well to experience the multi-culture and um for our girls it might be their first times over to New Zealand so yeah it's really really special and um it'll be another great great game I'm sure yeah definitely I think like you said going over to New Zealand creates this whole um element of excitement for everyone and the players as well there's a whole different culture to be experienced and exposed to as well I think um it also brings in those fans too and it just builds the anticipation for also the NRL season. I always think this game is such a good kind of taste for what we'll see during the season. Um, oh, 100% and it and it yeah. unearths some of the younger players that um, some of the community might not know and then they get to follow those players on their journeys and then in two, three years' time, you know, they followed them on their whole journey through to the the NRLW or whatever it is, or the NRL if it's the men's side of things. So, yeah, it's great as well for unearthing some of those younger players. Yeah, exactly. I think it was um, Selwyn last year who played in the All-Stars and it was kind of that first taste that a lot of people got of watching him and then everyone was just hooked um, to see him and watch him grow throughout the year and then he made Origin. It's just those exciting elements as well to watch these players and watch them fulfil their dreams too. Yeah, absolutely, sis. Yeah, and, and look how far um, Selwyn and a few of those other younger boys have gone in the last 12 months. Like, it's great to kind of give them that taste of 
a big stage in an environment like All Stars where it's, you know, culturally safe and they feel like they can play black-collar footy and, yeah, then it's going on to the NRL and doing big things. So, yes. yeah, it's really, really awesome. And for you personally, what is your plan for 2023? Do you have a team? Are you playing this year? What are your goals? I'm hoping to play this at the moment where kind of just waiting to see what the contracting process will be and how that all plays out. But, yeah, I'm hoping to kind of play another 12 to 18 months, depending on how the body pulls up. And, you know, I'm getting old now, not a spring chicken anymore. So um, I have to take care of the body a bit better. But I'm hoping to have another big year. Um, fingers crossed I get an NRLW contract again. And, um, you know, hopefully there's obviously Origin coming up, which is apparently two games. So... You know, something to work towards as well. Yeah, so there's a a bit on again this year. Yeah, another busy year for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's good fun too. You know, you just you kind of just cruise on by and work hard and hope that you get picked. But yeah, anything can happen. There's so many amazing players out there now, so it's very competitive. Yeah, and so many opportunities too for everyone. Yeah, hundred percent. On these um, opportunities too, we've been talking about Murray Curry on the show today. These this big event, how awesome is this event, and what should we be looking forward to? Oh, I think it's kind of the first footy we would have had in a long time, like since kind of the World Cup. So um, it'll be great to see and see how everyone goes this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think the team have done a really good job of advertising it and getting it out there and. Um, from from everyone I've talked to, everyone's going down to have a look. So it'll be really good, you know, and to have all the different divisions, the different um, boys, girls, men's, women's divisions. It'll be it'll be huge. Um, so no, I'm, I can't wait to get out there and have a look. Yeah, definitely be a huge day. I think um, we encourage all the mob to get down there and watch some talent because there's some younger teams as well, like under 12s I know are playing, under 16s, and great opportunities for them too to be making these rep teams. And I know the under 16s get to play curtain raiser for the All-Stars game over New Zealand. Um, so it's going to be so competitive as well and just great footy to watch. Yeah, 100%. And I think there's, um, you know, there's, a bit of a, a because there's been a bit of a gap of footy. Um, everyone's just wanting to watch it, and community footy is always the best kind of footy as well, especially um, when you've got mob involved. So no, it'll be awesome. Yeah, exactly. And lastly, I want to ask you a deadly choice on New Year's resolution for 2023, if you have any. Yes, yeah, so I um I, I had this one last year, and I'm going to stick with it again this year because I did it pretty well last year, but. My goal is to make sure I'm drinking, um, you know, less coffee every day and more oh, water. Because, um, nice. yeah, because often I'll have two cups of coffee before I've even had a glass of water. So I'm trying to be really good at, you know, making sure I'm hydrated and staying on top of my water consumption. So that's my big one for this year. Sis. Yeah, nice. I know um, Brendan, he, he's got this routine of getting up um, and having a glass of water straight away before he has his coffee. So um, I've definitely been trying to implement that too because I have struggled before with that getting up and just going straight for coffee. It's a bad habit. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean, Susan, because if, you, if you're like me and you work indoors in the aircon too, you forget that, um, you know, you, you, you forget to drink water, yeah. because you're always so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to be better at it this year for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. We look forward to seeing you out at... um. Beanley this weekend for Marie Curry.
Awesome, sis. I'll see you there. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. Most of us know or quickly discover how hot it gets when we step outdoors in summer. So here are some summer safety tips to protect yourself from the sun. Drink plenty of water, avoid sugary drinks, wear a hat, sunscreen and cool loose clothing, shade those rays with a pair of sunglasses to protect your eyes and if possible relax indoors during those hottest parts of the day. Enjoy the weather and stay safe you mob. A message from the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. Station sponsor. Real life perspectives from our mob to our mob. DC events, let's get into it. Our main event, as you know by now, is the Marivikuri One Day Carnival at Bill Norris Oval. Head to ABF QLD Murray Carnival on Facebook to get your tickets. At this, as you heard from um, EJ and Talisha, this is going to be a huge day. We've got mob coming from all over to come and watch these games. We've got under 12s through to the Opens playing. Make sure you get your tickets online. It's going to be super busy. It's going to be a long day. Get down there, support mob, be a part of mob, um, and just enjoy yourself and bring the family down for what will be a great day of family, community, and culture. Thanks for listening to Deadly Choices Radio, where we put the spotlight on DC Fit. Don't forget Deadly Choices is all about eating healthy, exercising, checking in on our mob, and leading healthy lifestyles for generations to come. I'm your host, Brooke Carson. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back next week with Deadly Pundit Mob. Deadly Choices Radio. A show encouraging mob to make healthy choices from stop smoking, eating good food, exercising daily, and getting a health check for themselves and their family. Featuring Deadly Choices Ambassadors, the Healthy Lifestyle Mob, and many more. So tune in to Deadly Choices after 6 pm each Wednesday and on demand on AAA Murray Country. Go, go, go.